0: Don't tell anyone I'm free. Don't tell anyone I'm free. Hello and welcome to BSD Talk number 255. It's Monday, August 31st, 2015. So I apologize, I didn't have a podcast last month. Some things in my personal life were pretty busy. Don't worry, they were good things, but things that just weren't compatible with trying to get some interviews done, but um, either way, it's all good. Also, this is podcast number 255, but I didn't start at zero, so I'm not up to uh, my full eight bits of of podcast, but we'll get there hopefully soon, because next month I will be going to VBSDCon. Looking forward to seeing any of you attending there. Should be a great time as usual. I went, maybe was it two years ago? It was an excellent conference, a good venue, easy to get to, at least if you're on the east coast of the United States. So I'm looking forward to that. So I don't have an interview today, but I did want to talk a little bit about something that we recently did at our school system. And we're a consolidated school system, which means that it's actually three towns sort of acting as one. And... This summer, we swapped out our firewalls for PFSense firewalls. You've heard in some uh, recent podcasts that people have been pretty happy with it, and we were getting ready to make the move. We generally do these things over the summers because you don't want to fix the airplane engines while the airplane's in the air, so we avoid making any major moves until um, you know we have a little bit of quiet time on the network. So at this point, students have been back in school. Not all the devices have been pushed out. But what's nice is we have over a thousand users per firewall uh pushing out you know through it. And generally uh they've been doing great. So this isn't necessarily a full review of pfSense, but I will say that the installation was pretty straightforward. Had to learn a little bit about how you know pfSense does firewall rules and NAT and a variety of other things. Basically, we take handwritten notes of how our previous firewalls are configured and then have to figure out how to convert that into how PFSense does it. But generally it wasn't too bad. Obviously PFSense firewall uses um, PF for its firewalling technology and that rule set or the the way that it describes rule sets or the way that they're written in the configuration files is definitely um, easy to read. Although I will say that PFSense as a firewall sets up a whole bunch of rules. So Even though an individual line might be easy to read, there are a lot of rules that end up in there. So if you go in under the hood, basically to the command line, and use some of your PF utilities to sort of show all the rules and everything, it is a few pages of rules that we had set up, uh, many of which weren't set up by me, but they just sort of seem to come with uh, the way the firewall does its work. But all in all, they've been bulletproof. Some features that I've really enjoyed, uh, the quality graphs so the um things that basically show whether or not we're dropping packets or anything else those have been really nice and another thing is the packages they're just super easy click 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 and off you go um and so we've been playing with a few of the packages we are trying to get a sense of the load on the firewall before we try and ask them to do too much but in general they've been working the other nice thing is that my team of people so i have more than one person working on the firewall they generally seem to find that the uh you know, the web interface is easy to navigate and pretty intuitive. So um, this switch didn't require any formal training um, besides my setting them up and then walking around it. It seems pretty good. So kudos to the PFSense people. We now have a lot of people being protected by these firewalls and look forward to uh, seeing what new features come out in the future. So there's that. Not much else. Um, I guess I, I couldn't do a podcast without mentioning a recent announcement out there in BSD land. And that is for something called next BSD. And I guess before the, uh, the machine of arguments on the internet heats up, I would encourage everyone to go look at the meet BSD, California website from 2014 and check out the video from Jordan Hubbard. That was called the next 10 years of BSD. If you're interested in seeing, I guess the motive, the motivation behind his work, uh, It's more than just him working on this next BSD. They do have a website with some basic information, but, you know, check that out, see what they're talking about. This will be an interesting um, project, and I think it will generate some really interesting discussions. Obviously, none of us want to see the big hate machine that spun up around Linux and SystemD, and I'm I'm hoping that uh, the community will uh, come together on this and look at it as an interesting um, project and see what good parts we can use and which ones don't work out. In the end, I'm sure it's a lot of work for everyone involved. And, you know, I always appreciate anyone's desire to bring some new technologies or experiment uh, with proof of concept, essentially, for things that may or may not work well for the BSD community. Other than that, should see some interviews coming up in the near future, next couple of weeks, because I'll be off to VBSDCon. So have a lovely end of your summer. And I'll see you, I guess, or you'll hear me in September. If you'd like to leave comments on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com. You can also find the archives at archive.org. And if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. That's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD talk number 255. And also thank you to the Open BSD Project for the opening music for this podcast. Thank you.